our Icky's interview. And lots of people knew that word, but when I asked people what they thought the ickies were, that's where there seemed to be some confusion. That, that word, even in Ivan, I had a conversation. She's like, I know it was the ickies, but when we got to further, like, but what were the ickies? A lot of people fumbled around, like, well, what did that term mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matthew. <coughs> you thought it was a village. Mm. Yeah. 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 You thought it was a farmer's market in 2019 thinking. Uh, Mercedes! You thought it was an auto shop. Wow! Hope you didn't go outside without just that. Allison? Huh? Huh? A lemon lady workshop? Yeah. As you all know, I'm Miss Audrey. Uh, I come from Ickes. I was born and raised in Ickes. Uh, my parent, my mom, been down there since 1955. One of the first residents, and uh, when the buildings was built, with her and her nine siblings and her father that raised them. Uh, my mom, I lived in 2430 with me and my three brothers, my mom and my dad. Uh, like I said, I've been down there all my life. I've been in the community all my life, um, born and raised. Went to Daniel Hale Williams School, which is now not in our boundary anymore. Uh, that's about it for now. Um, Mr. Summerall, um, born and raised in an icky home. Um, my mom is from there, born and raised there. She brought up me and my three sisters. Um, I went to Williams for a short bit, then I transferred to NTA while I graduated at. Those that know me, I'm JP. Um, I was part of two communities. I'm originally from Dearborn Homes, where I was raised at and born. Uh, Ickes was part of my community over the years. Uh, between Dearborn and Ickes, I've dealt with many families in the community. Uh, I, also, I also went to Williams School and also worked at Williams School. And I watched some of the best people from those two communities come out of that school. Uh, I end up, uh, when Williams closed, I end up coming here to NTA where I've been uh, present to this day. If you're making noise with your clipboard, can you please stop? All right, so tell us a little bit about how you grew up. 
between the two uh, communities, Dearborns and Ickes, believe it or not, we was all one family, Dearborns, Icky, and Hillies, actually, we were all one family. Uh, I grew up under JP. I grew up under JP, y'all, really. Uh, at William School, just like y'all be talking about her, I did him too, her. <laughs> right, he was he was a piece. I grew up under JP, uh, it's been plenty of times. Uh, he, he ran the... Uh, the gym at the school gym, uh, he threw me out plenty of times, me and my little, uh, as he would say, my little gang members when we came down in the Ickies, uh, from, from the Ickies to the Dearborns to the gym. He threw me out a few times. Yep, I was mad at him. Uh, like I said, um, growing up in the Ickies, y'all just don't know how much fun we used to have in those buildings between Ickies and Dearborns. We were truly, as the young man said, a village. We were a village. This man played a big role in so many lives from Ickies and Dearborns. Uh, he just do little stuff here. He did big stuff. I'm talking about from stopping gang fights, standing in the shooting area where they were shooting. He stood there and they wouldn't, you know, he stopped big time things. And like I said, he played a he been he buried a big role in my life and our community period. So with that being said, all right, Mr. Summerall, how did you grow up? Okay, I I grew up under Miss Johnson and JP. So so in that community that I was in, like, okay, like I'm from twenty three ten, she from she from twenty four. So if I went to 24th and my mom was on 23rd, she my mom now. So if I'm doing some mom's supposed to, she going to tell me. Like, no, nah, you can't do that. You ain't going to do that. Your mom was right here. So that's how I was. And then I went to Williams. I went to Williams for kindergarten, kindergarten through third. And I was under JP. And JP would tell me the same thing. When my mom ain't there, I shouldn't be doing what I'm supposed to. I shouldn't be doing what I'm not supposed to be doing. So they played a huge role in my life. Because if not, then I would have thought that was okay to do. And I wouldn't knew right from wrong. All right, JP, going all the way back. <laughs> <laughs> well, like she say, I do go all the way back. I go all the way back to, like, 1961. When I came to Dearborn, uh, I came to Dearborn's in 68, and um, my parents invited, uh, welcomed me to Dearborn. Um, where I grew up at and where I used to be the kid that I see right now today that was curious and was wondering and wanted to know everything that was that was going on in the community, that was me. Uh, did I have somebody to grow up under? I did. I had some wonderful people besides my parents, and I had some wonderful people that helped me to do what I'm doing today. Uh, if I had to do it all over again, I'd go back and do it again. And that's when I was introduced to all the different things in the community today because of these kind of people that helped me and pushed me to to be excellent in what I do right now. And so uh, I had great experience, and I can talk forever about those great experiences. And at the end, uh, these neighborhoods have taught me how to grow up and be a man and learn to help and understand things here in, in, in the community school.
Can you go back in your memory and kind of take us on a tour of what those spaces were like? So could you tell us a little bit? We've heard building numbers, but could you kind of describe what else was there or who was there a little bit? Uh, for the individuals? Or, yeah, or just kind of take us to imagine we could all time travel back when the Ickies were there at a time. Tell us what we would see or what we'd experience. One thing, one thing I knew about the Ickies, the Ickies was, it was family. <laughs> It was family from day one when I first got introduced to Ickies. Uh, the things that they did in Ickies, they played uh, basketball, which is I had fortunate enough to run a basketball tournament in the community, which is I ran basketball tournaments all over the city. But the Ickies was something special about uh, running basketball tournaments because you brought out the families where the families had uh, barbecues and they had good times with the families and kids. Uh, just knowing that you would have a great time just being out in a community and didn't have to worry about a lot of things. Uh, they had skating in the boo house, whereas you wanted to come down to the boo house. The boo house was a big thing where everybody wanted to come to the boo house to skate and dance and have a good time and just mingle. Uh, they had a daycare that uh, provided for a lot of uh, individuals that we all know that grow up today, and that daycare had helped carry a lot of kids over into this school when it came. And so uh, the memories that I have uh just meeting everybody for us, uh, guys that I even grew up with and uh, just learned a lot about what Ickies was all about. And I loved it, you know, and I just wanted to be a part of Ickies and help out any kind of way that I could in Ickies. And so like I say, Ickies taught me a lot of things uh, about being the person I am in this community today. Um, like, take us back to either a place or a time in Ickies so we can kind of imagine in our minds what it was like to be there. Uh, just like uh, Steve said, we had <laughs> we had three different parts. We was a develop. We was a community, but we had three different parts of the of the Ickies. 22nd was, we called that Psycho City. Uh, <laughs> 23rd, we called that Third World. 24th, they called that the Suburbs. They called that the Suburbs on 24th because we had mostly seniors and mostly all the kids and everything was so quiet down there. You know, we was really, really a family on 24th, not just the whole development, but we was really, really. And on 24th, uh, like our buildings, we had each building had uh, building captains. We uh, yeah. we had Christmas time. We had Christmas parties. My dad played Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we had block parties. My dad was the best dancer at the block party. Uh, uh, we had the we had one of the best laundromats. Believe it or not, the laundromat don't seem like it was fun, but we had a ball in the laundromat. <laughs> Uh, uh, like he said, the boo house. The boo house was a a seasonally thing. We every year we get to uh, buy boo house cars. They cost it a dollar. The girls get the red. The boys get the blue. And every on the back of the boo house card, it was like a high school schedule. On Mondays, I may had uh, modeling dancing. On Tuesday, I may had sewing. On Wednesday, I had gym. On Thursdays, I may had cooking. On Fridays, it was just skating. Period. And not also we skated in, in down in Ickes. We skated in Dearborns and on their basketball court outside. 
And down there mostly was like for the grown people. But we enjoyed that as well. And like I said, 24th, we, uh, some of the games y'all think, we didn't have all the phones and all that. We talked on the house phone. We didn't have all the technology and stuff. Like all, we made games. We made games out of rocks. You took glass up on the slide board. You had to have five pieces of glass to slide down. We made games. We ain't go, the stuff y'all had today, we made stuff, Chinese jump rope. A lot of people don't even know how the Chinese jump rope. We double dutch. I was a cold double dutch player. I play. I can jump double dutch. We, that's, that was one of our things. We did, we swinged in the swings. We did bailouts. We did flips. We played the four corners. We played tag. We played bubble tackle. We, we played chase all night. It's 50 people playing until the last person. It may be 10 o'clock at night when they catch that last person. I'm just saying, we had... We didn't have all the technology. We made up our own things, and that's what made my life so much easier and funner and, uh, and you know, to learn how to enjoy each other. We was friends. We didn't, we were friends. I, my friends right now, I got 10 solid friends. I didn't have, I'm going to be 50 for 50 years. And we are really still close, close, you know, so... Like I said, the Ickies made a, a big difference in my life. We had the free lunch program. I mean, every morning the line was wrapped around the building coming down. Say, I don't care if your mama went grocery shopping. You downstairs at Chokes, as we called it, for <laughs> breakfast and lunch. And I worked, when we got a chance to work, I worked summer program. I worked the summer program until I became a supervisor. I was a supervisor for the summer program. So, uh we did a lot of things down there, y'all. All right, Mr. Sunmarill. <laughs> I know, we lose the question after all those great stories. What was it, take us back to what it was like for you when you were growing up in the Ickies, the uh, things you liked to do or places you liked to go or okay. experiences you had. Okay, this, um, okay, when Mama said we couldn't go outside. Okay, we had days where we couldn't go outside. So Mama, my Mama say something like, it'll be a hundred more hot days. So we had to stay in the, in the, in the buildings all day. So now in that building, we'll play it. We just run up, run up and down the stairs all day, all night. So we playing it. So we couldn't go out. So on the day I could go out, then we'll, you know, we doing what we doing what y'all do. Some of us fighting, some of us playing. But when a sport came, so if it was baseball season, everybody would go watch the baseball because everybody wanted to be seen. Then when it was football, everybody had to go to the football field. When it was basketball, we had one of the biggest tournaments in Chicago. Mm. Like, one of the biggest ever. I got a picture. I wonder if Miss Wyman still got it. I, I can show y'all. Um, we had a blue court now that the field is right there. So it was one of the biggest tournaments ever. We played basketball. And, um, like, so, like Miss Audrey said, um, 24th, they was like, everybody was a family, they was a family family. So I would go down there when I didn't want to get in trouble <laughs> because I knew grown-ups was down there and I knew what I ain't supposed to be doing. Awesome. Um, so we, uh, I know Miss Weidman talked with uh, Mr. JP and Miss Audrey about this, um, but can you tell us either a comedy, something funny from the Ickies, or a tragedy, something kind of sad about the Ickies? So I'll let everyone think for a minute. And then I want the students who are, while they're thinking of that story, I want you, if you have a question, to write it down. 
on your notebook, on your thing. So a question you want to ask after our three community members tell us about a comedy or a tragedy. Okay, so 30 more seconds for to write your question if you have one because we're going to put our pencils down because this might this might be if it's a comedy we might get some laughs so we want to make sure we get the whole story okay and if everyone wants to take I know sitting on the floor is not comfortable so take our hands and kind of stretch out a little give our wrap our arms around the hug get a kind of stretch out yeah. so stretch out a little thank you Okay. Okay. So clip back your pencil to your clipboard. Clip back your pencil. Eyes back on our three guest speakers. Hands are down. So the question is, tell us about a time that was either a comedy or a tragedy. Carl's ready. Marquez is ready. Cyrus is ready. Marcus needs to clip his pencil. Okay, who's going to start? What are you telling us, Mr. Sumrall? Uh, a tragedy. Tragedy. Okay, here we go. Okay, so... Um, okay, so when I was little... We we play um it it was outside so I went in the building I was outside um it was like it was like maybe fifteen of us and we were playing we were running building to building on twenty third and and one day I was we was playing and we ran in twenty we ran in a building it's twenty three thirty and. Man, I was on the fourth floor, and we was playing. And we was playing um, the game. I was chasing, I was chasing a girl, and then I um, I caught her, and then she was chasing me. So she ran back downstairs, and I ran upstairs. Me and my other friend, and all we heard was gunshots. It was two gunshots, and and one um hit her, and she died. Her name was Rita. And that was like one of the tragedies that went on. Uh, I got a tragedy as well. Um, my, uh, my 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 mother's uh, guy friend, her boyfriend. Uh, uh, he was killed in the building. He was killed in the building that we lived in. Um, came home one one night, maybe about ten o'clock. Had a had a whole whole bunch of change, laid it out on my mom's bed, uh, uh, just a pocket full of money. I said he had been out shooting dice. Uh, said I'm finna go up here and uh, up on the night floor. He went upstairs. We lived on the seven. He went upstairs on the night floor, and me and my mom was actually just sitting on the bed, and because uh, we was counting the change now, and then all of a sudden you hear maybe about. 15 minutes later, you hear somebody boom, 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 knocking on the door. Uh, they called my mother Bootsy. She, the man knock, knocking on the door, Bootsy, 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 opened up the door. 
She get to the door and she he like somebody just killed Big Al. He laid up on the knife floor dead. My mom go upstairs. Um, my mom break down. Me being young, I knew, you know, I know about death, but that took a big toll because my mom saw him laying there, just seen him within 15 minutes, and now he's dead. That took a toll on my mom. That actually, uh, that's when we actually, maybe six months later, that's when we actually moved out of Icky's because uh, my mom was just so dramatized by it. So we moved out, and like I said, that took a lot on my mom, so... We end up moving out and To piggyback on um, Mr. Summerall, uh, the young lady he was talking about, I actually had a hand in that young lady's life, and she was y'all age at that time when that tragedy took place. And just to know uh, that that young lady lost her life, which was Rita, uh, it was a big story about her losing her life over Simpson's shooting. And uh, the media had got involved. Uh, it was a lot of people. At that time, she was at Williams School at that time. And so uh, that took a toll on the school. That took a toll on the community. Uh, a lot of people was hurt by the, the senseless shooting of Rita at that time. And she was, she was about your age at that time. She never had a chance to live the life that y'all are living right now today. Uh, she never had a chance to experience a lot of great things that y'all are experiencing right now today. Uh, her mother, it took, it took a toll on her. It took a toll on any uh, parent that lose a child to tragedy like that when that's just a kid that's just growing up trying to uh, just live the dream like y'all living the dream now. And it really took effect on me also, too, knowing that I was a part of that young lady's life and knowing that she had a future ahead of her. And the individual that did it, he was so senseless and, and stupid about the situation and what he did. Uh, I don't know what happened to him to this day, but uh, just knowing that, that he, because of his stupidity, took a child's life. And that was a big hurt to the whole Icky community, to the Williams School family. Uh, that situation took a lot out of a lot of us about that. Uh, other than that, uh, Icky's has experienced a lot of tragedies of guys and girls, young ladies, I mean, that had grew up with either Audrey or Steve or myself. Uh, Icky's has had a lot of tragedies over the years that some people that we really have called our family. And just being... Uh, in that community. I could also remember one time I was in Icky's down on 20, 22nd, whereas they was outdoors playing music and everything. And I remember an individual rolled up on a bike and he started, he started shooting into a crowd and hit one young man who was standing by the DJ uh, station. And he was just standing there listening, listening to music and he ended up losing his life. I didn't know that young man, but just knowing he was down there, that, down there just listening to the music, and he ended up losing his life over nothing. And I was there that night when that happened. Anybody have a comedy or 
I don't know. Alter acting? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Comedy. I, I, I can't. Or maybe like a, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, um, when I initially interviewed JP and Miss Audrey, uh, they talked about some of the gatherings and celebrations. Like, I know the old school part. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have, we have, uh, we used to have, like, like Mr. Summerall said, the Blue Corp uh, played a big role in Ickes. Uh, we had the we had the popcorn league, which was the younger kids. We had the uh, women's league. We had the men league. And believe it or not, the Blue Corp brought out the city. I'm talking about the city. It brought out the city so much the police from had started harassing us. Like every time we had it on Sundays, we had Old School Sunday. Old School Sunday brought the city out. I'm talking about people we ain't even know came to old school Sunday, but it was so it was old school was so something because our seniors looked forward to that. That's most of the time our seniors come out. They come out and bring their chairs and they all lined up and they dance into the old school and just seeing them out and enjoying themselves. You know that 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 was really something. You know and just bringing the families out. Um, we did block parties, old school Roy. We did when the holidays came. CHA made sure that each building had hamburgers, hot dogs, whatever you need. Y'all barbecue, you pass it out, turn your music on. We had music from one end to the other during the holidays. Everybody out, everybody enjoying yourself. You can go to their booth or they barbecue grill and eat off their grill and you could picnic. But let me tell y'all something where our swimming pool was at. <laughs> right there in the back at the school at the park district parking lot that fire lock down there mm-hmm. we turned that red fire hydrant on and put that stick in there and clinked it up that was our swimming pool <laughs> we swimmed in there I'm talking about our mothers came out and had their chairs on federal and your towel and you laid out on your towel like we was at the beach mm-hmm. I'm talking about the water was clean because the big boys cleaned it out the big boys it was so deep they jumped off the railroad down there like it was a diving board <laughs> you know I'm talking about and I'm, I'm, the water ran and it ran and it ran I'm talking about we used to get up at 7 we going out we going swimming and we swimmed all day long out there so we, like I said things a lot of things we made up mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, when I you talk about the blue court, which is that court was set up like an NBA court, glass backboard, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, blue clay, uh, uh, sitting, a sighting of stands like you was at an NBA yeah. game. And I had the fortune enough when I was working with Chicago Housing Authority that I was in charge of that blue court. I was in charge of that blue court of maintenance and uh, making sure it was clean, the grass was cut, even the backboards were polished, uh, the the seating was uh, blast, sandblast, washed off and everything. And to get into place, I had the key. Like I always say, I'm the turnkey. And I've had the keys to everything around in these communities. And so uh, I've always opened it up because it was a great time for families to come in and sit down and enjoy. And fortunate enough, I was a supervisor of the summer program for kids. And would you believe it or not, maybe one of y'all parents or any of those parents was under my supervision at that time as a kid they self. And I showed them how to be 
dedicated and working and everything. So uh, I look forward to always taking those kids down there where we maintenance the, maintenance the court every day and set it up for the tournaments. Uh, they had midnight basketball. They had old school tournaments. They even had former NBA players come through there to show support of the tournament and everything. And it was a great turnout. Like RJ say, uh, it was like everybody from all over the city was coming in to say, hey, I want to get a good look at this blue court. And this blue court was really an exciting attraction for everybody in the city. Greg, Layla, and I can't tell who else it is, but talking, please. Um, okay, who has a question about the community? Um, I'm going to let our panelists call names. And before that, y'all, believe it or not, Mr. Summerall and Darius, that's where AM1 come from. Mr. Mr. They are AM1. That's where they come from, the Blue Port. That's why you see Mr. Summerall play basketball, how good he could play, because he was one of the coldest players on the Blue Court, <laughs> him and Mr. Darius. Wow. Okay. What are we going to call on? Jay. I just wanted to see how, how did y'all, like, why did y'all have to stay in? Like, why did y'all have to stay in? Because mm -hmm. we, 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 our mother didn't let us go out every day. We ain't supposed to, we ain't have to go out every day. Your mother used to say, sit down somewhere. You don't got to go out today. It wasn't no, for no reason. Just sit down somewhere. You ain't missing nothing. Have a seat. Relax. And we just had to stay in the house or we just had to stay in the hallway. I'm... I'm as as what I just said. I'm glad that my mother and um, father made me come in. See, we couldn't stay out all night. We couldn't stay out to crack a dawn. Uh, you went in the house at six o'clock. The street lights on, and you let the street lights hit you. You gonna get hit, you know. And so I used to be in at five fifty eight, fifty seven at that time because I didn't want my mother hitting me because. If them street lights came on and I may come at that door at six some or six oh one, I'm in trouble. Mm -hmm. Guys, like, like, what was different, like, from then to now? Like, what started to different from now? From back then and now? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, you know good. what's so different about now? We had respect for each other. We had respect for our elderly. We had respect for adults. We had respect for ourselves. We couldn't talk back to adults. We couldn't hmm. We couldn't hum. We couldn't mumble. Right, as fast as my mother said, bow, you wonder why your mouth... Bleed. Where did she slap me? Bleed. Right, we couldn't do that. We couldn't word word adults. We couldn't say adults was liars. We couldn't do that. We had respect. That's what's so different. We had respect for adults. Yeah, we had, we had respect. And um, Can we so... So, okay, so, if, like I said, my mom wasn't always, like, you know, she wasn't always watching. So, if I went, like, on 24th and um, and I was doing something I ain't supposed to do, 
And then and Miss Johnson was like, You don't supposed to be doing that and I said, I gave her lip. She'll smack me. Cause I don't supposed to be doing that then. And then like after she tell my mama, now my mama smacking me, so I just got two smacks. So it was like that. We couldn't talk back. <laughs> yes, Marcus. Sneak out? Sneak out. You said sneak out? Sneak out the house? See, that's what I'm saying. Y'all, we didn't have to sneak out. We didn't do that. You either your mother said you can go out or you can't go out. Ain't no sneaking out. We was afraid of our parents, so we didn't do sneak out. We was afraid not only our parents, we was afraid of our neighbor. Mom may be asleep, but neighbor saw you going out the door. If she saw you, she can grab you. She can whoop you. She can put you back in the house. That's what a village is. We, Our village raised us. I had a neighbor next door. She was not only my neighbor, she was my pre-K teacher. Miss Hull, she was my pre-K teacher. She had the key to my house. When we left out in the morning, because my mom and dad worked, we left out in the morning, we had to lock the door, give them the key. When it's time to come home, we had to knock on the door and get the key. She said, go in there and clean up. Right. She said that. I mean, that we already knew our chores. Now, my brother may not do nothing. Now, I'm knocking on the door. Miss Hull, he ain't washing the dishes. Here she come with the belt. Get the dishes. Right. So, right. That's 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 the difference that we came up on. Okay, so let's take a minute to get ourselves back. Let's take a minute to get ourselves back. There is one more thing I wanted um, our guests to tell us about. So, we learned a lot about what the community was when the buildings were up and folks were living in them. Can you tell us how we got to vacant lots? How it went from having homes and community members and uh, young kids and the seniors to now we have vacant lots. What happened? What happened? Um, fortunately, I, once again, I worked in housing. I knew about the plans of them demolition uh, Developments, which was Icky was one of the ones that they had demolished at that time, um, come from over fifty some odd years of of living or being a part of Icky's. Uh, that was a hard pill to swallow. Uh, a lot has come from Icky's. History has come from Icky's. Uh, a lot of great individuals have come from Icky's. Uh, some of the best of the best of families have come from Mickey's, and to see that go down by the wayside over the years to come to demolition of tearing down the buildings, uh, that, was a sad, that was a sad occasion to watch uh, history be destroyed in one little crumble of a dual bowl, a, 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 a steam shovel, dual bowls or whatever, you know, uh, to watch the buildings come down brick by brick, you know, uh, we couldn't, we couldn't deal with it. We couldn't accept the fact that Icky's was everybody's home or Icky's was a community where people looked forward to coming to Icky's every day. And that was a, a sad occasion that day because to see the windows taken out, the floors tore up, the walls tore down, uh, the bricks come crumbling down, uh, 
Ickes was a home for everybody. Everybody loved Ickes. And for them to take it down to the ground, to the bitter ground, to where it's down to the soil right now in the day, uh, that took a lot of took a lot out of a lot of people in the community because they never thought that Ickes would ever be torn down like that. Especially those that lived in Ickes all those years. Ickes meant something to them. I can say that these two individuals, even though I, I lived in Dilworth, I can say these two individuals had the greatest experience of living there in Ickes because they knew what it was like to live in Ickes all those years. I, I used to visit Ickes. I used to, like I say, help in the community of Ickes. And I considered that like a home of mine too because I was always in Ickes all the time trying to do some constructed positive stuff in the community. So that that really took a lot away from a lot of people's of living there. And it was just hard to see those buildings go down from 24th to 22nd. Yeah, my ex that it took it took a it took a big toll for me. It took a big big toll because actually, believe it or not, I was one of I was we were my family, my personal family was the last people to leave that leave Ickes. And actually, it was one of the uh, one of the la one of the days we had the talent show, and that was the last day. I was the last family that leave Ickes, uh, and then they shut the building down. But it. It took a toll because I remember uh, when they started tearing the buildings down how middle school struggled. Middle school beginning to start struggling, just sitting there watching the building, the bulldozer knocked the building down. You, it was days that Miss Langston had to stop working because you see kids sitting there crying just to see because they got to move or they didn't already move. And, like every day we got trucks and trucks of people and now you got to say bye to your friends uh now we all separated you know different parts of the city um and with that being said not that stuff wouldn't have happened down in our development within the time now that we have the building has been torn down and I don't think it would have happened if the buildings hadn't been torn down I'd have been to 23 funerals and most of them was our boys. I'd have been to 23 funerals since we left Ickes. And I think if we were still in our same little area, we wouldn't have lost a lot of our young guys. Because I'm going to say this, they were, that was the development. So they were used to that. So going out into another neighborhood, it became a problem. And I think when the mayor daily to those development down, he to our city up. Because now you moved all these people from these developments out into, as I call it, the world. Out into the blocks where somebody been on their block just as long as we've been in the building. Now, our people feel like that's their block. Now, that go to confusion. And like I said, I think that's why so much crime and so many of our people, young people, are dying. Because they tore those projects down. And I don't know about nobody else, but we was content where we was at. You know, we knew about downtown. We did that. We knew about the museum. We made sure we explored things. I did Great America Church so I could let, make sure that our kids and our development knew about other parts of the city mm -hmm. and not just where we lived at. Right. I did museum walk. I was 
13 years old. I got 20 girls or 20 kids, period, with a super transfer. We going to the museum. We going to the zoo. We going to the aquarium. We went to the beach. We walked. Mm -hmm. We did stuff, and I made sure I had a group of kids. If your mother let you go with me, we going so I could show you. I've been new how to ride the bus and the train. I was nine years old, and I knew how to travel. I've been new how to travel. And I took kids places, other places, downtown. We, we went to the show. We did things, but I took them out the neighborhood so they can know this is not just our boundary we're here. It's other parts of the city. We went past 35th. Even if we got on a train and rode from 22nd to 95th just to explore and look, we left the neighborhood. So like I said, when, the, when Mayor Daly tooed the projects down, he, he tooed the city up. So... Can't really say. She said everything I was gonna say. Okay. Um, how does it, well maybe we could say like how does it? Um, so one of the projects we're gonna have the kids work on. This is a good question. So listen up because you're gonna have to work on this. We're going to have the kids work on creating like a memorial for when they put the new building in, creating a memorial for the community that was there. Like if you could talk a little bit about like what you think should be remembered. Like, I've heard the word community a lot, but, like, what do you think when we think about the Ickies should be a part of the memory? Um, the blue court, um, mm -hmm. that we were the family no matter what. Um, we went through ups and downs, but we still stuck together. Um, LAC president Gloria Williams that made a lot of things possible for us in uh, Ickes, uh along with uh, uh, Miss Ricks from Dearborn State. LAC made a lot, uh, made a lot of things for us too as well, along with Maddie Jean and Hilliers. Between those three ladies and these three developments, they made a lot of things possible for us. Uh, we had the <laughs> we had the Chicago Public Library down in Ickes. Mm -hmm. The library that sits on 36th and State, that's the Chicago Public Library from Ickes. Yes. That's the original library from Ickes. Uh, and the lady that led the thing is uh, Dolores Moody, which has passed away. She is the original how we come up with our reunion that we have every year. She started that. It started at Jackson Park with maybe 10 families. Now it's over 500 families that be out at our reunion. So that's a good memory as well. Awesome. All right, we'll take, um, I think we're getting a little antsy, so maybe Ms. Radcliffe, can you pick some more people to ask a question? And then we'll let these folks get back to their day. Maybe I will. What'd you say? What'd you say, nephew? What was the reason? CHA man. <laughs> they just thought it wasn't uh, suitable anymore here. Uh, they wanted to come up with a plan of having new affordable housing. Uh, is it Section 8, market rent? That's some of the things they, they want. But the real deal is that they wanted to move other individuals here in this area because what? It's prime land. It's prime land. And they figure like that 
all the years that Ickes was more of a big distraction than anything. And so that's one of the reasons why they wanted to get rid of, get rid of uh, Ickes because they wanted to change the whole flow mat and to bring in a new plan. Mm-hmm. We found out not to subscribe to Oh, she had the same question. Oh, okay. Then you pick somebody in the tour because you say Ida. Have one of you asked your last year friends? Huh? Have one of you asked your last year friends? Have one of us actually moved next to our friends? Like in the like when you moved out, we moved next to somebody. Yeah, I moved me and my, we and one of my 40-year friends. We, lived, we just, I just moved out the building with her. Yeah, we moved, yeah, we and her lived in the same. She lived on the second floor, I lived on the first floor. Yeah. Elijah? I can't hear you. How old were you? How old were you in my business? Or tell us maybe the year. Yeah, how long did this process take? How many, how long did it take? Five, four, five. About five years. Yeah, about five years. In the process, as you have to move each and every individual out, then they start tearing it down, and then you have to move. When they close 24th Street down, they have to move to 23rd. You either move or go and move out. So if you weren't ready to move, you just move to the next end. They gave you an apartment then, yeah. or you moved out. Yeah. And uh, the three choices was at that time, which was called relocation. It was like scatter site. Section eight and like Ms. Audrey said, low income and, and you move you either transfer to another development at time. So like like Audrey said, if they shut down twenty fourth, they twenty fourth had had a time where they had to get everything out of there and they shut that section down. If you stayed on twenty third, then it was time for them to go. They gave them a length of time. Same with twenty second. And this was the last Right, right. What, what was the last one? 27. Uh, Allison and some other people. 24 rooms. to be taken out in a minute. So we're almost done. This is going to be helpful for us for our yes, project. Boys. And these are memories that we can't get anywhere else. So. Are you guys miss you, Iggy? Do I miss it? <laughs> wow. Um, man, you just don't know. We say it every day. If you ever come down to 24th Street down there to the park and you see all them that's Ickes. That's us. That's where we meet at. That's that's where every day in the summertime, if you go to 24th and you see all them people down there, that's how we still communicate. And then every third, every third Saturday in August, we have this big old reunion in Washington Park. Mm-hmm. This real big reunion with Ickes, Hillier, Dearborns, Long Grove, uh, Archie Courts. All that we all be over in the park. We barbecue. It start like six in the morning until it get dark. We barbecue. We have activities for the kids. You can go to each family and eat food. You just we just have a whole great day, and we that's how we still meet up. Yes, I. If I can build them back, I will build them back. <laughs> I'm on time.
it's different old schools. They don't. Yeah. They did like like at Robert Taylor's and stuff like that. They had a old school on Federal. Yeah. Dearborn still have old school. It's different old school. And like I said, not only our project does that. If you go down State Street like to 40, before you get to 40, you see those cars. They there because that used to be the project. And that's their land. And that's why they there. They still meet there. Uh, you guys have the option of moving into the buildings that they are building now? Yes, and I, you, I know there's 30% of low income. 30% of low income is uh, eligible, and 30% of the people are eligible to come back. But there's a process with it, which most, a lot of people might not be able to come back. But the seniors, because your kids can't be in trouble. You can't be on drugs. Your kids can't be on drugs. It's a process, so I'm saying most of the people coming back will be seniors.